course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that, time jerks. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And uh, another victory edition, Nick Jacobs. But uh, uh, are you going to be 21 pilots? And are you going to bring down my level of concern um, with the uh, the fact that the Chiefs have gone on the road to a pair of teams with four wins on the season, maybe five. I didn't pay attention to how Denver did today, but, and have just frankly had fairly lackluster showings um, with the 34 28 win at Denver and then the 30 to 24 overtime win um, on Sunday at Houston. Um, I mean, where is your level of concern right now? Um, well, my first concern is the 21 pilots thing went over my head. So there's that one. <laughs> That's it's my a, first it's a, 21 pilots is a band. They have a song called level of concern. The hook is you could bring down my level of concern. Well, um, we'll, we'll give it a whirl. I don't know. It, it's not something I sing at karaoke night. I apologize. Um, maybe I will. I don't know. Maybe I'll listen you, to it and be you like, you should come to karaoke night with me. I'll sing that. I've expanded my repertoire to like Machine Gun Kelly these days. I'm an animal. I'm a wild man. I don't know. People are gonna have to be socially distant because I mean, you know, we're gonna have to keep keep the spacing right now. Okay. I know I, I'm on I, a December no. to remember right now with uh, 15 of 30 some uh, days, uh, 15 days off of 30 some days in the month. Yeah. That I, uh, that I have PTO. It's been fantastic. I- my time starts on Wednesday. I, you you will not see me for twelve of the next fourteen days. <laughs> oh, I'm t- torn up about this, Todd. What will I do with that I know, time? I know. Probably, oh, you talk yourself. Probably uh, watch more coaches film. But anyways, um, <laughs> going to going to look. The first thing I want to say about the Texans is I wasn't stunned to see the game go this way, and this isn't a knock on the Chiefs. The Texans had a really strong showing against the Dallas Cowboys the previous week. That was, They were a physical football team. A lot of the similar stuff that they did against Kansas City, um, they did against the Cowboys. And having that two-quarterback system actually gave them a spark the previous week, and that's where part of, in my opinion, where part of that was able to come together in the way that it did is simply because the Chiefs were able to or the Texans were able to kind of keep teams off balance because I'll tell you what, Kyle Allen was terrible. A couple of games I watched before that, Kyle Allen was awful. That guy's, that guy's not a quarterback in the league, and he wasn't really fitting there. So the offense was able to be affected because of Driscoll and uh, Davis Mills there. So I, I, I'm i not surprised that the Texans were able to stay in it, and uh, and I'm not surprised that they had the showing that they did. There were some things they did blitz-wise against Kansas City that other teams are going to do and other teams have attacked in various ways, and the Chiefs are going to have to get right on that. But, I mean, look, I mean, if you watched around the league on Sunday, there were a lot of teams struggling. The Jets really needed to win, and they came down to a fourth and inches where the Lions went on a 50-yard touchdown. The The Bucks struggled against the Bengals. Um, you know, the, the Raiders-Patriots game was a very questionable that, ending. That there. one was – okay, you know, well – the, the, nobody, the nobody cares about my fantasy team, but I really needed Devontae Adams to go to overtime, and that was insane. I have never seen a game end that way. Um, I really wanted a band to run on the field while Chandler Jones was going into the end zone. I wanted him to like knock over a trombone player, and then I wanted to interview that trombone player 20 years later 
about that play because I it, it's insane. I, I like called my family into the room to watch a replay of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it's ironic you say that because that's what the announcer said is there wasn't a band on the field whenever Chandler Jones is running back the other way. Oh yeah, I I, yeah, yeah. I, was, I had it on mute. I was still right. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I, I'm not doubting you. I'm just telling you, like Kenny Albert's like, well, there's not a band on the field, so this one's going in for a touchdown. <laughs> this is the way you said it was yeah. funny, and it made a reference to that. So you weren't the only one thinking that. Um, but yeah, and then like you take the Chargers Titans game. You know, I mean, the Titans made some questionable issues that the Chargers were able to burn them on. The Dolphins struggled with some questionable calls against the Bills. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of teams that are really struggling around the, around the league, and they're, you know, there's there isn't anybody that's flawless, is what I'm getting at right now. So I know, I know, people may say, hey, the Texans, you know, the Texans are this, Texans are that, but with the level of success the Chiefs have, the Texans wanted to prove that last week wasn't a fluke. Cause they're all trying to keep their jobs too. So, I mean, it was the urgency what I wanted it to be from the chiefs at, at times. No, it wasn't, but I mean, there were some other factors involved there that really kind of rolled that thing in the direction it did for a while. Yeah. And I mean, the bottom line is it, would you like to see the chiefs dominate some of these teams a little bit more? Yes. Um, Absolutely. Of course I would. I, I, I mean, I, I, I know if only for your state sanity, I would like the chiefs to be up 35, nothing at halftime and win 77 to nothing every week so that you uh, would be less stressed um, on Sunday afternoons, Mr. Nick Jacobs. Um, but that, the, that's just not reality. Right. And, and the bottom line is the chiefs managed to win the games they need to. And, and I, I go back to two things this time of year. One, like Clark Hunt alluded to it in his post game comments, because look, the chiefs have won the AFC West for seven straight years. It's the second longest streak in NFL history tied with the Rams of the, the mid to late seventies um, and trailing only the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots for the longest streak in NFL history. Um, so it, it's hard to uh, one. We've talked about this before. We're, we're picking at nits here Two, the chiefs are going to get everybody's best shot. But, but one of the other things that, that I always think about this time of year is there are a lot of guys, especially on bad teams who are playing for their NFL lives. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are on bad rosters that know, you know, they may not be in the league next year. They've got to put something on tape. That, that shows that they can play in this league. So those guys are going to go out and play hard. Sometimes play, you know, play a little dirty. Sometimes, you know, try to push Travis Kelsey's head into the ground after he, uh, you know, gets hit on a play. And then Travis Kelsey stands up and somehow gets a, uh, uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for, you know, like taking exception to the fact that a dude was riding his head and bulldogging his face into, you know, the, the turf. Um, but I, I thought the Texans played really hard. Um, and, you know, and they, they did it, they did just enough against the chiefs team that yeah, their special teams remains an issue. Their pass protection remains an issue. Um, and their defense just ain't great. But at the end of the day, they, the chiefs still have Patrick Mahomes. Um, and, and he seems to, to be able to do just enough most games, uh, to overcome whether it's his own mistakes, like it was, was last week when he had the three interceptions or today when, you know, it was a lackluster performance uh, by a lot of other guys that were sharing the field with him. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go to the, the officiating part there first with uh, Desmond King. 
and uh, Travis Kelsey part. The way where I was disappointed in how it was handled is you either a break them apart and and you set the ground rules right there as an officiating crew, which or, is what they should have done. That should have been a no call, and they should have said, "Hey guys, knock it off," and and you and you play on, or you throw flags on both of them, have it be offsetting, and let them know that you're just not going to put up with it. So you do either one. But I mean, you know, it shouldn't just be one sided the way that it was with 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 King trying to smash, you know, Kelsey's face into the turf while he's trying to get up and, and mark a first down and everything like that. That shouldn't have been the case in that regard. And there were a lot of calls there by old by old Carl um, for people that he's don't. Get, he's getting cold. He's getting cold this year. There's just um, that's it. That's all. I talked to Santa Claus. It's cold for Carl Jeffers and his crew. Well, either either way, um, as long as the Chiefs don't have him as officiating crew in the playoffs, and they don't grade high enough to be in the playoffs, that's my that's actually number one on my Christmas wish list now. <laughs> um, yeah. that, that that is right there is to you know, Carl Chavers and his crew get to watch the entire postseason from their house and get to have the Monday Night Football game against the Chiefs and Raiders when fans were relentlessly booing them, haunt them for the rest of. Uh, the off season. So that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for in that regard towards Carl, because he's already messed up the 2016 playoff game with the Steelers, whenever they made a lot of bogus calls there. And they, they're very, they're like, as Mick Schaefer and I were talking about, they're very letter of the law. Like, you know, the way they interpret it exactly how it is when it's not, it's like, yeah, no, that's not really what that rule is intended for, but okay. So, I mean, they, and they, they took over that third quarter against the Chiefs. And I'm not blaming the officials for, you know, for, for the Chiefs' performance and, and a handful of things. But, like, they took over that third quarter, and I felt like they were going to get their retribution for the Monday Night Football thing because the amount of times Carl's been memed and everything <laughs> through social media and how much he's probably heard during that time, I, I can only imagine he, he, he was going to get his payback. Well, there were five or six flags on one drive alone after yeah. the Chiefs had taken the first lead of the game, and um, it 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 got a little bit ridiculous there, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I agree with you. I, I just assume not see uh, Carl Sheffers uh, again uh, on the field when the Chiefs are playing, um, and that would be fine the rest of the year, but. When you watch this game, do you, first of all, uh, I, I do want to remark on Patrick Mahomes. Dude went 36 of 41, franchise record 87.8% uh, completion percentage. Um, finished the game with 20 straight uh, twenty straight completions. Went 19 for 19 in the second half, which is just silly. Um, I'm not even sure my son and I could go 19 for 19 just playing catch, uh, you know, in the football field or in the field across the street. Um, I, I guess, are you worried that, that this team and what you're seeing with the defense, with the pass protection, uh, you know, with Harrison Butker suddenly you have, have with Harrison Butker having the worst season of his career, um, that, that something is going to trip them up in the playoffs or do you feel like this is a team that can still uh, is still going to control its own fate when when the when the season is on the line and and is a legitimate Super Bowl contender still? 
I mean, the team's given glimpses along the way that some of those hiccups could turn into problems when it matters, when they're facing the Bengals or facing the Bills, or maybe if the Dolphins have a day where the Dolphins are completely on point, like and maybe the Chargers, since they're kind of their number six in the playoff picture now. I mean, there's, you know, there's there's chances there too for for that to be the case. I mean, it's for the Chiefs, the the pass rush is gonna determine so much of their defense and what they can and can't do. I mean, for the most part, what teams are doing across the board collectively at this point is they're going after Orlando Brown and they're they're going after his side. They'll occasionally go after Wiley, but they're really going after Orlando because they see how much it bothers Mahomes when his blind side gets messed with. So they're trying to get him. And and the problem is Patrick Patrick can barely take five step drops without pressure already being there in the fifth step, let alone three step drops. And and some of the routes the Chiefs called, especially in the third and four when Mahomes got sacked there, I, I can't remember if it was the end of fourth quarter or overtime, one of the two. But whenever he got sacked, and it's probably I think he's in overtime. But when he got yeah, sacked there, um, like a big part of that problem was they had routes that you know were still developing, and like no, on third and four you got to have routes that are within five six yards and you got the ball out in a three-step drop and if you have to run pick routes you run pick routes but to have the wide developing routes that they did on third and four and he's waiting for uh, watson to get up and i'm like no like you got to convert and you you need to give them routes that can convert so i mean like there's there's just some play calling there at times that i'm like that that didn't help any that didn't help anybody convert that and then the way they kind of shut it down there at the end of the fourth quarter whenever they got really conservative there and, and wanted to put their, their trust in Bucker to win it on a field goal. And it didn't work out that way. And the way Bucker pushed both of those footballs. Yeah. And then, and then like I said, pass rush on defense linebackers teams are going after the chiefs linebackers, whether it's in the flats or with play action pass, like they're, they're, they're going after the linebacking group and in coverage and they're making the chiefs pay for it. Yeah. And it, it almost seems like, it almost seems like Andy Reid is so unaccustomed to running the football that he doesn't know when to do it, right? Like the first couple drives, you know, I think they threw like on 10 of their first 11 plays when you're facing the worst rushing team in the league. Seemed like that would have been an ideal game to establish the run um, and, and try to get a, a lead early. You know, maybe maybe bury a 1-11 and 1 football team you know, um, from the jump, right. You know, get up on them big, take a little steam out of them. Didn't happen. Once they did start feeding Pacheco a little bit, all of a sudden they start having some success. Um, and then of course, Butker misses the extra point at the end of the first half. And then, you know, to your point late in the game, when you'd rather see them like pass the ball and not rely on Bucker, um, you know, that's when they're, they're still running the ball. And it's like, it's like, man, if we could have just like flipped it, right. Like run, run Pacheco more early, and you know, I mean, maybe you're not even in a position where you have to worry about it late. But um, I just, I still, <clears throat> there's only one team in the NFL that has Patrick Mahomes, um, and as long as he's healthy, I feel like the Chiefs have a chance to win any football game when they step on the field. So I'm not going to panic. It's hard to win Super Bowls in the NFL, uh, but. Um, you know, just like all those years with the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots didn't win the Super Bowl every year, obviously, under Tom Brady. But any once they got into the playoffs, you always felt like they were 
they're going to be a tough out, and they had to be considered one of the teams to beat because they'd been there before, they'd done it before, and they had the best player on the field. The Chiefs won the AFC West for the seventh straight time. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to have at least one home game. Um, and, and I I just I think uh, when you've got that combination, um, they've got more than a puncher's chance of being the team that comes out of the AFC. Um, I know, you know, they, you know, they've lost the Bills the last couple of years in the regular season. I know they've lost three times to the Bengals, um, you know, as they've gone along here. But, I mean, they're 11 and three, and their three losses are by a combined 10 points. Um, um, I just, I, this is not, in my mind, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, who, ha, you know, had a negative, you know, who, who play with fire and are trailing in the fourth quarter of almost every game. I just don't. I just don't, I just don't think that I, I'm still just, I, I'm not ready to hit the panic button except in one respect. And that is with the defense, because historically you see that these Steve Spagnolo teams, they tend to start slow. And we, we talked about it in the 20, you know, 2019 season when Spags came along <clears throat> that it would take some time to build. And then, you know, you'd really have to reassess halfway through the season. And the last couple of years, you've gotten to the midpoint of the season. Then you've seen, you know, whether it was bringing in Ingram or bringing in Mike Pinnell, you know, making a little personnel tweak, uh, you know, or just, you know, him finally figuring out what the rhythm with his personnel group was. The Chiefs started to find themselves as a defense and started to play better down the stretch. You know, here we are 14 weeks into the season and I don't know that we've seen that the last five or six games like you have the past couple of years with these Spagnolo defenses. So, uh, I mean, if there's any area that concerns me, that's where it is because I just don't see solutions to the, to fix the pass rush. I just don't see solutions to, you know, shore up the pass coverage. I mean, the, the things that, you know, you and I have thought they might do to help against the run, bringing in Danny Shelton, you know, or things like that. They, they, have, for whatever reason, not been willing to do. So um, that's just the one area. They don't seem to have the answers like they have the past couple of years to, to solve the problems with that defense. Yeah, And I'm okay if they're working on stuff behind the scenes creatively for when playoffs come around to where maybe I see a package where Willie Gay and Leo uh, Chanel are rushing the passer at defensive end spots. And Chris Jones is working inside with Carl Loftus, and they have rotations for the Bengals and Bills for that type of stuff. I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with some exotic pressures that maybe Legereus Sneed magically ends up at linebacker in their nickel package, you know, because he's a physical guy to begin with. And maybe they have a safety down in that spot instead of Nick Bolton with Willie Gay, and they, they do some stuff and they get creative. I'm okay with all that. And if they're listening over there in the front office, then, hey, take that. Feel free to write that down. Go for it. Swing for the fences. Um, I just I, I think right now the questions they have to ask themselves is, are we willing to get creative on uh, on the pass rush and how we rush a passer? Or are we willing to take the training wheels off and let the corners kind of struggle at times if they have to? Um, and then are you okay with running three and five-step drops and leaning more on the run? to get your offense through some of it? And are you willing to run under center a lot more where it's more effective for Pacheco and for Ronald Jones and kind of use McKinnon more as the shotgun running back for that part? If you, if they're willing to do that, I think, you know, they're going to have a good chance. 
And and Valdez Scantling made a massive catch in the end zone today where he actually extended his arms out and grabbed the football correctly the way that he did and and the way they saw it in and and got his knee and elbow down and all that type of stuff. Like there's there's positives to take away from all this across the board. So I mean we'll we'll see what ends up transpiring. But I mean, you know, we'll see what Dave Tubb and uh Harrison Bucker and Tommy Townsend and James Winchester get the whole field goal thing figured out and quit pushing the ball left or right. And if they get the laces in the correct spot that they need to, and if there's a wobble on the ball or not, and um and how how they approach all that. So I mean that's that's gonna be because that's gonna make some short yardage decisions in field goal range. They're gonna have to make a decision on it. And Bucker keeps doing this over the next uh, handful of games. He'll he'll make the decision for him where fifteen and the running game's just gonna have to get it done. Yeah, I, I do think it's important to keep the context that the chiefs have won seven of eight games. And the one loss was by three points on the road at Cincinnati and Patrick Mahomes has thrown it for over 300 yards and eight of the last nine. Like they're still doing a lot of really good things and they're still doing plenty to win football games. Um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, so, um, I, I still think that, <clears throat> I, I don't think anybody's going to, I don't think the chiefs are maybe as formidable as they have been, uh, certainly in 2019, maybe even 2020 before the offensive line issues cropped up. But I don't think anybody's going to be thrilled to have to come through Kansas City or to see Kansas City coming through town um, come playoff time. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be uh, – if you put all the teams in a hat and you shake them up and and Kansas City's the team you draw, I, I don't think that's that would have been one of your top two, three, or four choices. You know what I mean? But there is one team that I would I think would revel in that and enjoy it a great deal though. I mean, I think if I'm if I'm the Bills or the or the uh or the Bengals, I, oh, I was I'm say not... the Bengals, man. For the way they were talking no. at the post game presser, oh yeah. Bengals want to no, that, right, I'm saying the Bengals if I'm the Bills or the Bengals, I'm I'm not scared. Those are the two teams I think you could make a case that I you know, I'd want to see those teams less, but I mean the Titans, any of the teams that are up for the, you know, the Ravens, especially with the way they've been struggling on offense, even before Lamar Jackson went out, the dolphins with, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, three weeks ago, the national media was trying to convince you that Tua was the MVP of the league. I think that's been exposed a little bit uh, here in recent weeks, Um, you know, and then the chargers, I mean, they just, um, they seem to play every, every game with them seems to be close and underwhelming um, to me compared to what I, I think they should be doing. Um, you know, so look at, I mean, I still think that the, the chiefs are one of the elite teams there. Um, you know, the pass protection is going to be a problem, but, but the, I think it was always going to be a problem with Orlando Brown at left tackle. Um, I do think Pacheco has found himself a little bit. Um, um, you know, and I, I look, I mean, he's, he's been pretty darn consistent here lately with the production he's able to give him. Um, and I, I think that, you know, as long as he can clean up the ball security there, um, Andy, uh, will, will, I think he'll become a little bit more comfortable leaning on him. Um, and, and the part of the reason I say that is because look, he whiffed on a, on a, on, he just completely missed a blitz pickup early in the game and then he fumbled, but Andy didn't completely go away from him. And we've seen him completely go away from other running backs for less um, in the past. So I, I think Andy's got some faith in, in, 
Pacheco right now. And like you said, we'll just see when it gets to the playoffs, uh, how, how much of that faith he has in him. But they did send a message today by having him hang out on the sidelines for, Ronald for little, Jones got his longer than I expected. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, well, look, I mean, Pacheco is a hard runner. He, he's a spark plug for him. Like, he's good when they when they run under center. Where he where he loses is when he stretches stuff out. He allows the defense to catch up to him, and I mean, he's never I, I, he's not going to outrun many defenders. Like you know, that's just that's just not. He didn't have that top end speed like that. No. I know people argue about his forty time and say, well, he runs a four three seven. Eh. You can run a four three seven in a straight line, but I mean, in the NFL, it's he didn't have the breakaway speed like Tyreek and some some other guys do. He's going right. to get caught on uh, more times than not. Right. There's like. There is no I, I I've seen him play, I've seen Tyreek play, I've seen uh McCall Hardman Jr. play. Mm-hmm. I can tell you who's more likely to get run down from behind, and it's Pacheco every time. And it's because right. uh, you know, he, he 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 may have that, like you said, that straight line speed. It's not the same as functional NFL speed. Um, you know. Um I'll tell you what, like it was good to see Canarius Tony get back out there, get his feet wet, stuff like that. When when they tried to run the jet sweep to Sky Moore uh, inside the five earlier in you know, it, it, I don't remember th- third quarter I think maybe um, yeah. I, I I was I was like I was like oh man I hope I hope Mc- get well soon McCall <laughs> yeah I think McCall will be fine I think you'll see him soon yeah that'll be a nice little Christmas present I think for Chiefs fans. Um, um, you know, that maybe, uh, some of them didn't see coming last Christmas. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how all that shakes out. But I mean, look, at the end of the day, the Chiefs were able to come away with a win. And I, I think, I know this sounds weird to me to say, and the numbers don't back it up, but I, I, I could tell Patrick early on seemed a little irritated with their showing. I think he really wanted to show in front of his friends and family and a lot of people in the state of Texas. Yeah. And I, I, I think the way that game was going there for a while, I think frustrated him. Just because I think he really wanted to flex deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> no, I'm sure he did, you know. But then, at, you know, at the end of the day, the Chiefs had 502 yards and 33 first downs. Um, the Texans had 219 yards in the game. Um, you know, the Chiefs averaged six and a half yards a game. Um, you know, like I said, Mahomes completed 20 straight passes, set a franchise record for completion percentage. I'm not sure there's much more Patrick could have done a- after last week where he forced a few balls. I thought you, you know, he, he and Andy promised that they knew what, that, you know, what they could change. He was patient. He was efficient. He was ruthless in this game um, and, and taking what the defense um, gave him and, and cutting him to ribbons, man. I think he's one of those razzle dazzle, no look underhand passes and, from his friends and family. I think he's wanting one of those. Ah. There were a couple times he's like, ah, I better not do it today. <laughs> well, and I think I, I, I will always wonder, you know, I mean, I think I, I don't think he and MVS saw the option route the same on that. One of those first drives uh, MVS started taking it toward the corner and, and looked like Pat either under threw him or, or threw it, expecting him to go more out than up. Um, if they connect on that, you know, maybe the game is a little bit different and, you know, maybe once they get to the playoffs, uh, you know, they will connect on that one. One can hope. 
one can hope. One can hope that happens. One can hope a pass rush is a little better that Tony and Hartman and the Sparks to take this offense back to the level. And, you know, that Bucker gets everything all figured out. So they got three weeks to get it done before uh, before things get real. Here's the thing. I would just, I would just not expect the Chiefs to uh, dominate or blow people out. I think this is the way the Chiefs are going to have to win games this year. Um, you know, it'll be a bit more of a rock fight at times, um, and I think that's just who and what this this team kind of is. Um, so get ready for some really tense and nervous uh, games down the stretch, and really tense and nervous playoff games. Well, and I mean, with the way the AFC South is designed with the Colts, with the Titans, with the Jaguars, and with the Texans. All of them are just physical football teams, and that's always going to cause the Chiefs a little bit of problem with the way that division's built. And, I mean, every single one of those games was within, you know, six to seven points this year. Colts within three, Titans within three, and, you know, and then seven. Uh, they, they, and, yeah, I, was, I think it was ten against the Jags, but. Yeah, the Jaguars, yeah, Jaguars ten, and then, you know, the Texans within six. So, I mean, all those combined, it's it was very physical with the non-Doug Peterson teams that they were going against. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, that was a that was a tough division for them this year. And then we'll see them wrap up the NFC West this week because I mean they they blew out the Cardinals, they blew out the 49ers, they uh, they comfortably beat the Rams, and we'll see what they do yeah. against the Seahawks without Tyler Lockett, who's probably I think he already had surgery on his hand, so. We'll see how that one shakes out after their forty after their battle against the 49ers on Thursday. Yeah, no, it'll be uh like I, I think I think the Chiefs are again in in a good spot in a comfortable spot. Um wish the Dolphins could have done the Chiefs a favor and taken the Bills down. Um could have had better night. play calling there at times or the snow. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, you know, I hey look, I would have taken a blizzard blizzard induced tie. Um, in that situation as well. Um, and now you just, I will never root for a tie ever, ever. Um, no, I absolutely, I would have, I didn't, I didn't say I was rooting for it. I said, I would have taken it, Nick. Um, and I would rather root for a tie than have to root for the Bengals on Monday night football in a couple weeks, but that's where we're at. That's, that's the world in which we're living, Nick. Yeah, no, that's, that's the game. That's the game. That's going to decide the (laughs) AFC playoff picture. Like, I mean, you and I talked about a couple weeks ago. That's, that's it. That's the game right there. That's uh, for all the, that's for all the marbles. I mean, I don't think the Patriots are going to give the Bengals a game next week, or at least it's not going to be that close. And I mean, we'll see what the Colts do against the Chargers on Monday night. But um, yeah, I mean, Week 17, Bills at Bengals, January 2nd. That's that's kind of the game that that one's going to be big. And then Dolphins Patriots will be that'll be a big one too. So I mean those. Those two are gonna. Those two are gonna decide a lot of fates in the AFC. All right. Well, uh, all I got is uh, congratulations to Messi, uh, the Patrick Mahomes of international soccer. Uh, you didn't know. Uh, me and my son are big Argentina fans, um, and I enjoyed watching them win their game before the Chiefs. I mean, I it, it was on. It was on while I was working, so I saw it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't root either way. It was, I mean, the other football. It was fun. The I other mean, it, was, it was entertaining. It was entertaining to see, and it went to PKs, which is my favorite. So 
See, yeah. a tie there. They always settle with PKs, which they should do in the NFL. Don't just have field goal kickers. Field goal kicking contest? Yeah, back and forth. Good do luck with that. they each kick the same direction? I don't know. Do you want them to? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be in a... I don't want to be in a, a PK off or a, a, a field goal kickoff with uh, Harrison Butker this year. <laughs> I, I would like yeah. to see it instead of a tie. That's where it gets to. There's no ties. Once ties over, you got to do field goal kicks. Just like, like arm wrestling or something. Yeah. Nope. Field goal kicks. And there's no, there's no rush or anything. You just got to try to boom it and, and you make them start it like the 50. I don't care if, if you had to pick a field player to kick instead of your kicker, I would like the Chiefs' chances with Justin Reed. So, see, and that could be part of the strategy. See, look, we're coming up with new ways to make the NFL game better. Or like all, all eleven players on the field at the end of the game have to like try try thirty two yard, you know, like try extra points, and whoever hits the most extra points wins. Yeah, that's that's a lot of people. I mean, you gotta like right, so do five, keep, three, yeah, three, yeah. five. Whatever. Yeah, pick your best five, and they gotta, they gotta kick one each. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We can work on this. We can, let's get a proposal together and submit it on behalf of of KSHB forty one. We'll, we'll keep workshopping it for the NFL committee. There you go. All right, all right, man. Well, uh, I guess we'll be talking again on uh, Christmas Eve. Um, and until then, I will just look forward to whatever uh, you got me for a Christmas present. I hope it's a hug. It will never be a hug. Don't spend money. Get me a hug. Nope. <laughs> I'm doing neither. All right. Well, uh, for the Grinch, I'm Todd Palmer. You take care, kids.